Welcome to Beyond the Ivory Tower, Conversations on Journalism, with Sandra Banyats and Phoebe Maris. Hi, I'm Sandra. And my name is Phoebe. And you're listening to Beyond the Ivory Tower, Conversations on Journalism, our third podcast in a series where we want to talk about current research in journalism. Today we have a short but interesting perspective from an academic and journalist from Southeast Asia. Yep, Hemadi Mora visited Vienna this past June to give a talk on her research about media literacy and citizen journalism in the Philippines. She's the chair of journalism at the Polytechnic University of the Philippines and also works as a journalist. And we caught up with her after her talk to chat about the situation in the Philippines and we were curious to know who engages in citizen journalism. Well, in, in Manila, uh, a lot of students are ordinary students, particularly in college, uh, a few high school, are practicing citizen journalism. Why? Because when technology came to our country, of course, it's the young ones uh, who were able to adapt uh, more speedily than the, old, the, the older ones. So most of the students had a stint, an interest in... in uh, in journalism, although they are not journalists yet, uh, most especially those who are enrolled in communication course courses, they are already practicing citizen journalism. But it's not only for students. Even ordinary citizens that have access to the internet can participate as citizen journalists. Basically, citizen journalism is a need in order to get across needs in the community. Well, sometimes government agencies are not aware. They do not even know that there is a problem because there are remote areas in our countries, far-flung areas that are somewhat unreachable. Some do not have electricity yet. However, in the emergence of the Internet and the social media, People are now having more access to their to their gov to their local governments in order to get across their needs. So that's so the social media now becomes a tool for citizen journalists to get across the need that they have in their community. It's also part of development journalism, and the farmers are in need of media literacy. They they too can become citizen journalists, even the farmers are qualified. But uh, they, they need to be educated as to how, how to use, how to access, how to evaluate, and how to critically use the social media to, to achieve whatever development they, they need. Since the Philippines is an archipelago of land divided by water, Many live in remote parts of the country. For these people, internet technology and cell phones are a way to connect to the urban areas. Uh, everybody, since everybody has a cell phone, everybody ha has access to the social media. And, yeah, you know, uh, loads nowadays in our country are very cheap. Even the, the poorest of the poor could afford a cell phone now and have access to the internet. So 
we in, in the field of journalism believe that this is an opportunity for us to reach, to reach out to the unreached ones <laughs> and for those who are living in remote areas to communicate to the center, to the cities. citizens having access to social media also benefits journalists who can then mobilize citizens to feed back their information from the remote areas. Well, uh, we in the field of journalism are also benefiting from citizen journalists because there are times when, when media establishments fail to deploy reporters and journalists in far-flung areas. So the citizen journalists are the one giving us the news. They're sending it to me. They're sending whatever they have, photographs, news articles that they did to uh, uh, big media establishments in the capital city. So, you know, free of charge, we are benefiting. And these are vital news. It's reported in the mainstream media. Hemadi and her colleagues believe that this actually benefits journalism in the Philippines because it adds perspectives from different parts of the country. And therefore, they have implemented NGOs that educate and empower citizens with the necessary tools for journalistic work. But wait, wouldn't that training make them journalists then? Well, um, they're getting to know about journalism, but... They, they, they cannot, they are not called real journalists yet. But the mechanics, how to write a news, the right words, the choice of words, how to access the social media, these are actually basic. But if they don't know how to write, at least they should know how to take a photograph. Like if there's a, you know, a calamity that took place, uh, take a good shot and, and uh, pass it on to the media establishments, and then the government would work on it, the government would respond to whatever needs are, are present in, in that particular locality or place or remote province. So we use it as a system to help ourselves. What's interesting about Hemadi's work at her university is that she and 80% of the faculty also work as journalists, which she believes is vital for them to provide good journalism education. This is a, this is a special arrangement between my department, between my department, the Department of Journalism, and one major media establishment in our country. It's a major broadsheet. It's one of the most, a very popular broadsheet, Philippine Star. So we came up with a memorandum of agreement because you cannot teach effectively journalism if you're not practicing journalism. You cannot teach sports journalism if you are not into sports journalism. So I have one of the best sports journalists as my faculty, but these are part-timers. So we don't really have much much problem when it, when it comes to you know the the, um, the convergence between the practice and the theory, because we are updated with what's happening. We know we know what we're talking about when we teach journalism students. We know what we're talking about because we're experiencing them. In her research, Hemadi 
focuses a lot on rice farmers. Oh, and why is that? Well, one of the top research agendas of the university focuses on issues like climate change and the effects on rice farming. And as we know, or might know, rice is a staple food in Southeast Asia. But many of the farmers are not educated on climate change and how to combat its effects. And this is where media literacy becomes key. We saw the problems about our farmers, and it still has connections with media literacy problems. Our farmers, are they do not know how to use technology. They do not know how to use the Internet. They do, they're they not updated, and the, the media literacy is low. So in my findings, the findings of my research, it just proves that the, the, the farmers, that they're paranoid somehow. Uh, one par- one farmer even burned a leaflet, afraid that he wouldn't be a farmer anymore if this technology comes in the tractors and all the stuff in farming. Another is the language bar- barrier because most of the materials are written in English, and when when you put everything in English, they hardly understand anything. <laughs> so that's why there's the media. That's why there's journalism. We use magazines, newsletters, papers. But it's very hard to reach people who are not willing to be reached out. <laughs> you know, th- those who are paranoid against technology. So uh, we're doing something about it. So to sum up, technology doesn't only bring people together, especially in remote areas but it also might help people battle the effects that climate change is having on their livelihood. Yeah, and um, we hope you enjoyed listening to these perspectives. And if you want to know more about research from the Philippines and from Himadi, check out the POP website. And if you'd like to know more about our research, you can find us at the Journalism Studies Center at the University of Vienna. And our website is journalismstudies.univ.ac.at. There you can also find information on the rest of our team, Daniel Nölleke and Hannah Siegel, led by Volker Hanusch. And also our contact details if you'd like to get in touch. And you can also follow us on Twitter, at JSC Vienna and on Facebook at Journalism Studies UNIVIE. And we hope you'll be around for our next podcast where we'll be talking with Klaus Schönbach from the Northwestern University in Qatar. And he's going to talk to us about the state of journalism there. The music you heard today comes from Blue Dot Sessions. We also want to thank Lisa Kiesenhofer for lending us her voice and Radio Campus for lending us their equipment. My name is Phoebe. And I'm Sandra. Have a nice summer. Until next time.